Blog Talk Radio. Black Hole Radio presents Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. With your hosts, Rudolph Muhammad and Yusuf Muhammad. There's a train a coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the dealers calling. Don't need no ticket. You just thank the Lord. Train to Jordan Picking up passengers Coast to coast Faith is the key Open the doors and bottom Blessings, peace, and blessings in the name of the Most High God, the Beneficent, the Merciful, the Architect of the heavens and the earth, and all that's in between, the Creator of the heavens and the earth, and the Architect of the universe. We thank Him for love. We thank Him for life. And I have to say personally, I thank Him for my wonderful wife. Welcome to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, a program which comes to you every Friday uh, from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock p.m., of course, Eastern Standard Time, where we have a conversation that ranges from viruses to vaccines, from flu to health and fitness, from fire safety education to community risk reduction. We want you to ask yourself where I and my family be when disaster strikes. You to get informed, to establish a plan, develop a survival kit, and to periodically reassess your plan and your kit. As the gospel song by Hezekiah Walker instructs, we need you 
Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has been giving us spiritual instructions, an exhortation, if you will. He's continued to have us watch the weather. And so let me greet you, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the language of our ancestors. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, sir. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. And for those who uh, classify themselves as Muslim, if you're one of the 1.9 billion Muslim across the planet, we want to wish you a blessed Ramadan, Ramadan Mubarak. Ramadan Kareem. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. Again, we welcome all of you to our weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Those who are on the line for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Those of our constant and consistent listeners, welcome, welcome, welcome. We thank all of you for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence. And so remember, this is a conversation. It's not a monologue. This is just not a dialogue between Brother Rudolph and myself. We will lay a baseline assessment, and then it is our desire that you come into the program and you come on the line and you offer any questions, comments, or even constructive criticism that you might have in this hour, because again, we just want to do the creator's will, no matter what you call your supreme being, and we just want to be vehicles and vessels by which we share with you that which has come across our screen since the previous week. Oftentimes, uh, many of you know I can't help myself, and Brother Rudolph always says, you know, each one of us have our own individual soundtrack and unique playlist. Right. You check out what's going on in terms of disaster. You can just check out the news that comes on, I guess, mainstream. You can check out other uh, avenues of news, but we say the final call newspaper is news with views you can use. And so this week's edition speaks to a world chaos, and we'll get back to that. The lyric that came to my mind, you've heard it before, ball of confusion by the temptations back in the 70s, I believe, early 70s, where one yes, of the verses Eve, 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 as in evening, Eve of destruction, tax deduction, city inspectors, bill collectors, mod clothes in demand, population out of hand, Suicide, too many bills, hippies moving to the hills. People all over the world are shouting in the war and the band played on. We're in that time. We're in that time. In fact, the article by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in this uh, edition of the Final Call, dated April the 11th, is entitled The Great War. So I'll fall back right now, and we'll be back. I'll be back after Brother Rudolph gives you his welcoming and rules of engagement, and uh, let us begin. Brother Rudolph? Yes, sir. Thank you, Brother Yusuf. Yes, greetings, family. Greetings, peace, hotep. 
Abora Gagi. Assalamu alaikum. Shalom. Shalom alaikum. These are some of the greetings used by we all over the planet. If we have not said the one that particularly makes you feel welcome, then let us know what it is so that we can cover it because we want you to know that you are welcome. This is not our show. This is your show. And as Brother Yusuf so eloquently said, and we need you to survive. So a disaster awareness for community preparedness, our job is to make you aware of things that you may not ordinarily have thought about or prepared yourself for and to assist you in getting prepared for whatever may come whether it's natural, man-made, or technological, we need you to survive. So we begin all things in the name of the one God, the great I am that I am, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the all in all, that one who is responsible for your and my existence on this planet at this time. Whatever you want to call him, you call him. Just call him. We just want to make sure that everyone that's listening understands. Brother Yusuf and myself, see, we can't speak for you. But we can speak for each other, and we know that we owe a debt of gratitude that we can never repay because we know that we've done nothing good that would qualify us to be here in this day and time. It is only by the grace and mercy of the almighty God that we are here at this time on this day to be doing what we do. And so we want everybody to know that we are grateful, we are thankful, and in spite of everything else that's going on. See, what you have to understand, family, is when you going through this thing called life, things are going to happen. And as my son so eloquently, he said, life be life in pops. And I had to stop and think about what he said. And, you know, the, the, the young people, they have their own way, Brother Yusuf, of putting things. But when I thought okay. about what he said, you know, it, that is so eloquent and it's true. Because life is going on, and no matter what goes on in your sphere or my sphere, it may personally affect you. It may personally affect me, but life is still going on. We may lose a loved one. Life goes on. We may get ill ourselves. Life goes on. Life goes on. So no matter what goes on, life be life. So we just have to make sure 
that while we have this time, you know, they, there was a uh, they, they, there was a song in the church, Brother Yusuf, when I was growing up in the church that they used to sing. He said, "Believe, I'll testify while mm-hmm. I have it, because I may not have this chance anymore." And that's so appropriate because we don't know what our expiration date is. Yeah, everything in life has an expiration date now. Don't get it twisted. You buy something from the store, if you you turn it around to read the labels, after you read the ingredients, it has an expiration date. Right. You know, so even our lives, and our youth or usefulness on this planet has an expiration date. And us not being the authors of our own existence, we don't know what it is. So we have to be found working right up until the end. We have to be found being grateful to the creator right up to the end. Because no matter what it is, the, the oh you lose a house the house is gone the car is gone the job is gone life remains and there is no god but god god is god alone and has no partners with him he don't need no help he didn't ask for no help and think about it anything thing or anybody who would claim that they are helping God, think about that. You come to help a man get a, 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 somebody has come from the grocery store and they carry groceries up six flights of stairs. They get to the top of the sixth landing and you ask them, do you want me to help you carry that bag? Well, they're already there now. They don't really need your help. I mean, I guess they'll accept it if you grab a bag from them at that point, but the hard part has been done. They told it that bail already. Well, that's how it is with God. God already did it. He created everything that was here before we got here, then put us here to show you how much he thinks about us. So the question is, how much do we think about him? What are we willing Mm. to do in expiation to show that we are grateful for all that he has given us? Not the fact that maybe a loved one has passed, someone that you or I may feel especially strong uh, uh, about or have affectionate feelings toward. Look at the other side to that. For however long you knew them, it was God that allowed them to come into your life to give you those joyous or joyful moments that you can remember that may make you smile each time you think about it. So that's what you have to focus on. Don't focus on the fact that the individual is no longer here. Focus on the fact how long they were here and the memories that you have with them and who is responsible for giving you those memories. So, again, uh, making a long story short, we thank God for life. We thank God for health. We thank God for everything that we have. 
and we thank him for his intercessors that he has sent at various times and to different family members along the way. You know, those individuals who stood in the gap, Brother Yusuf, to let us mm-hmm. know that, um, hey, 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 relax. You you wilding out there a little bit, but there, there's still a way. Come on back home. Come on, get back mm-hmm. on this road here. You know, yes, those, yes. those messengers that God always sends to us before he decides to just completely be done with us. So, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to him, and to those messengers and to the one that's on the scene today in this dispensation of time who is standing in the gap and who is single-handedly holding back the chastisement of Almighty God Allah from just raining on humanity because of the disrespect that we have shown, because of the arrogance, ignorance, and the downright uh, 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 um, just willful, willful uh, disregard that we have showed um, toward him and what he has given us. And that one is none other than the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So to, to, in the name of Almighty God Allah, in the name of his risen Christ, And in the name of his reminder on the scene today, we thank him and we wish you a blessed Ramadan, a happy happy Holy Friday, uh, whatever you want to call it, however it is, because remember, this is also that weekend that our Christian family holds very dear, Brother Yusuf. This is what they call that Easter weekend. Now, we're not going that deep into it, Brother Yusuf. We're not going uh, that deep into the story and going to sit here and pick out all of the things out, out of the story. We're just talking about the spirit of the time. That's right. And we just want to, yeah, we want to let people know that regardless of how you view this thing this weekend is still all about God. It's still all about Jesus. It's still all about the Holy Spirit that rests, rules, and abides with us henceforth and forevermore, whether you acknowledge it or not. It doesn't take away from the fact that it's here. It's here for a purpose, and it's here to serve us if we allow ourselves to be served. Brother Yusuf? Go ahead, go ahead, Brother Rudolph. Thank you for sharing that beautiful welcoming, brother. You know there's a bomb in Gilead, right? To heal the sin-sick soul, yes, there's a bomb in Gilead. Make the wounded whole. So when you talk about disaster awareness for community preparedness, we need to make that wound whole, you know? Uh, heal the sin-sick yes, soul, really. When you talk about Ramadan, for those who never experienced it, it's about recalibrating uh, 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 your lifestyle for the better. You know, we're not getting That's into right. the, the the religious, as Brother Rudolph said, but call this good Friday. So do good, good, particularly to the least of these, 
then you'll be blessed. That's disaster awareness right. and community preparedness. On the backside That's on right. Sunday, it's about resurrection. And right. If you tell yourself the truth, what it was to help resurrect you, Rudolph said, whether it was a stranger, somebody that might be considered uh, down on their a uh, 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 way of life, like 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 a bum or a wino, wisdom comes from right. them and there, but for the grace of God, go us. We fall in there, That's whether right. it be a coach or a teacher, a preacher, or auntie and an uncle. Forget where we came from and always remember the bridge that brought you over. That's the history. That, too is disaster awareness for community preparedness. Because if you don't know who you are, Brother Rudolph, you done got me started now. It's, uh, <laughs> That's this right. Piece called, Go ahead. Let them uh, use you. Let them use you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let me tell you something. By Jay-Z and Ye. Church in the wild. Right. In the wild. Wild is short for in the wilderness of North America. That's why That's right. where most of us are today. The fact that we're opening up as we always do, keeping God in perspective, the supreme being, we got to make it happen. At least you you know about it, then you will never be able to come back to Brother Rudolph and I and say, well, brothers, how, how come you didn't tell us? Right. You have been given resurrected you that brought you from a a horizontal plane to a living perpendicular on the square, if you will. But the song No Church in a Wild asked the question, who am I God believer believe in anything? Well, brother Rudolph, brother, you should say that again because you you blacked that you 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 cut out for a minute. So say that again. I pray that I'm clearer this time, and I might have to go back to the wires, right? Old school, right? But <laughs> the, 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 the the loop the loop of this song in the wild by Jay Z and Ye, formerly known as Kanye West. The loop says human beings. Who am I? Starts with a question. Is who am I to a king? Then it says, What's a king? By saying, What's a God? Believer. Believe anything. And you see, that's what we're dealing with today not in tune with the God, then you don't know what's really going on politically, the king. If you have no knowledge yourself, who is the original man? Man is the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet Earth, the God of the universe. God of the universe. That's right. If you don't know who you are, as Brother Dr. M. Washington said, as our guest last week. Right. That was. In terms of that bomb in Gilead, who am I? Who am I to a king? Who's a, what's a king to a god? What's a god to a non-believer who don't believe in anything? Well, I know one thing you believe in. When that weather 
those winds start blowing. Right. Right. Drop things after another, after another, after another, and it becomes torrential. You can't deny it. When one snowflake lands on another snowflake, on another snowflake, and it becomes a blizzard, you can't deny it. Right. When these uh, 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 forces of nature, as has been coming through America, over the world in the last February 26, 2023, when the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan spoke at Savior's Day Convention. Yes, sir. You can't deny what the weather has been. By talking about the cover of the Final Call newspaper this week, entitled "A World It says the nations continue stockpiling weapons of war. Angry citizens take to the streets protesting government leadership. Conflict and confusion rage around the earth as warning. Our God's warner unfolds fast. So you can't deny that even if you, quote, unquote, are a non-believer. And for those who are Muslim, who are reading the Holy Quran, we know that scripture, that ayat that says, corruption has appeared on the land Jeez. and the sea on account of what man's of what hands, men's hands have wrought. That That's right. He may make them taste a part of what they did so that they may return. In other words, so that they may repent. See, that's repent. the time we're in. We can tell you get your disaster kit ready, and it's critically important. We can give you the information, and we're going to give it to you. That's critically important. we certainly going to emphasize uh, 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 developing and establishing a survival kit and periodically reassessing that. And all of these things are important, but if you don't have in perspective really the time we're living in and what must be done, and you know, if in fact there comes a time where it won't be any more disaster awareness for community preparedness in this format on a Friday from 4 to 6 o'clock. You're going to wish that there was. You know, That's we, right. we, we, we don't take what we're doing. We don't play with this thing. And, of course, your, your, your listening, I mean, our listening audience and our listeners know that who come to us on a consistent basis. As Brother Rudolph said, his son said, life is life and Life be life in. That's right. Hear that. For, for for me to hear that from of the son, shared it with the father, just keeping it personal, talking real time, son is no longer physically with and and his brothers yes, and, yes, and my wife. So yes, sir. we don't play with this thing. Nobody's promised our next breath. You see, but that's a beautiful thing that it would come from out of the mouth of babes that now it made it to beautiful thing. Brother Rudolph said, right. all that I am, I owe. So unapologetically, it reminds me of Brother Rudolph, the um, Dr. Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute, 
that takes place every year on the campus of Dillard University in the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana. And we have a chant there. We have a chant there that says, All that I am eternally in the red. And it's repeated two more times. All that I am, I owe. I live eternally in the red. All that I am eternally in the red. So that's giving honor and homage to, of course, the creator who brought us on this planet for, and also the ancestors and the elders on whose shoulders we stand, on whose wings we fly. And then when you you, you, you sang that gospel song about the testimony, it reminded me of uh, our dear sister, the jazz vocalist, Diane Reeves. She's got a oh, song called yeah. Testify. I just want to testify. That's right. 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 But I don't know if the people missed it about the food. If you read the label, see, that's a health tip, ladies and gentlemen. Before you buy your food or your food-like products, logical father would say the life you save might be your own. And so thank you, Brother Rudolph, again for that wonderful welcoming and and, and put it into perspective. And and as we talk about, as I just mentioned, EDI, one of the uh, critical components of the staff is Chicago Fire Department, our dear sister, Annette Holt Nance, who's the commissioner of the fire department in Chicago, Illinois. And they just had two line-of-duty deaths today. Uh-huh. May God be pleased with firefighter Jermaine Pelt off of Engine 75, whose last alarm was April 4th, and Lieutenant Jan Chahorzik, or Chahorik, whose last alarm was April 5th, uh, 2023, just the other day, both mm. uh, the firefighters wow. transitioned. So we're, we're not playing with this thing. And so let's narrow, let's narrow from a world engulfed in chaos to a few more pieces of what this world is going through, and then we're going to bring it right back to home because – if you don't take the initiative to share with your family the importance of disaster preparedness, well, who do you expect to do it? And when do you expect it to get done? Brother Rudolph and I have years of peace at Rescue EMS Service. And as you'll know, what's critical in our business is response time. You got to have response time. So anyway, look what's going on in Israel versus the Palestinians. That's been going on for quite some time, but this man named Ben-Yahmin Netanyahu, he's turning it up so that the own of Israel are complaining about doing and proposes to do. Just the other day, the Israeli soldiers went up into a masjid during Ramadan and beat the parishioners and tear gassed them. Ah, that's not good. 
As you know, Afghanistan, you know, Taliban being there, they got restrictions on women, but they're also experiencing famine. Elijah Muhammad says, study what's going on in other places of the world because it's soon to come to America. Famine. Right. Right. I don't know if you checked out politically where brothers out of Tennessee got thrown out of the legislature. Yes, sir. Justin Jones from Nashville, another brother, Justin Pearson from Memphis. 27 and 28 years old, respectfully, and they were they were protesting gun violence along with uh, a white woman by the name of Gloria Johnson. So anyway, the GOP supermajority threw the brothers out. Sister, they voted. I mean, the, the white woman, Gloria Johnson, she could stay. All right, corruption has appeared on the land in the sea. Your 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 Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, Brother Rudolph, for the last twenty years have been taking uh, kickbacks from from people, going on lavish trips. <laughs> the minister told us okay. American was for sale. So, whether it's transgender in sports or abortion trafficking law, I mean. Or injustice in terms of, you know, black men being at least one of the latest is Delaney O'Martin out of Washington, D.C. He was asleep in his car. And the U.S. Park Police opened the back door and did what they did. May God be pleased with Delaney O'Martin. So that's what's going on, you know, around the world, here in America. But what's going on with as Beyonce would say, me, myself, and I. Right. Are we taking the initiative? Because, again, we want you to know, brothers and sisters, that whatever is going on where you are, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're just going to rely on the fire department to arrive on time, the emergency medical services to arrive on time, the rescue. What about you? Do you know basic first aid? The universal sign of choking and then what to do if someone at your dinner table is choking or you need to render CPR. Do you know basic first aid, CPR? What we're saying to you like yesterday, get qualified, get certified. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your children. Be the change agent you want to see. And, in fact, if you have any questions, that's why we ask you to call 563-999-3089 and share it with your database, with your networking system. Again, 563-999-3089. And while I'm on that note, I want to give a shout-out to Black Hole Radio, their staff, Black Hole Radio, LLC. You know, you can also access our program online by going to blog talk radio forward slash black hole radio, whole spelled W-H-O-L-E, forward slash disaster awareness for community preparedness. I believe just the letters, D-A-C-P. 
So, yes, Brother Guru, I'm just going to pass it on to you at this time. I just wanted to bounce off what I heard you say. Well, you got me started. Well, I was ready to pass the receptacles, brother, and pay my charity because, you know, I'm obligated to do so. Brother Rudolph? Yes, sir. But that's why you are the pastor of disaster, brother. You can bring that message <laughs> home every time. It only takes a word. And you have a sermon that you can preach. (laughs) You know, when you were talking about God be pleased with the two firefighters that lost their lives in the line of duty, you know, here in Detroit, there was a paramedic, there was an EMT. Well, let me let me say this correctly. There's an EMS worker, let me put it that way, whether they're EMT or paramedic, an EMS worker who uh, was wrapping up his shift Sunday morning and was heading to drop off his EMS rig, the ambulance, when he witnessed a car crash right in front of him on I-75. That's right here in Detroit. He followed his calling and stopped to help to render aid to uh, the lady who got into the car crash, only to be killed moments later by another driver plowed into his rig, him and the lady he was trying to save. So the ambulance worker, the EMS worker, the lady he was trying to save, both of them dead, killed by another driver on the side of the road after she had already gotten into an accident. My God. So, yes, Brother Yusuf, you know, yeah, you know, people don't realize the job of a first responder. It's a dangerous job. You never know when you're responding for the last time. You know, again, that reminds me of another song from the church, Brother Yusuf. It said, this may be the last time. It may be the last time. I don't know. When we leave our homes, hanging out for our shifts, Brother Yusuf, we don't know if that's going to be the last time that we hug and kiss our spouse, hug and kiss our children. We That's never right. know. You know, the the, no, the, the right group the windings, the group the windings have a song. You know, and in the song it says, "For we may never know all of the people we have reached. We may never know all of the lives that we have touched." Mm. You know, so that's why it's so important that we live a good, healthy, wholesome life. 
It's so important that at every chance we get, we are found speaking life into situations and speaking good words to people. People, so, So many things are going on with people nowadays. You never know. A simple word from your smile can either help to make a person's day or the wrong word can set a person off like a powder keg and break a person's day. It's very important that we are found in the right spirit as we go throughout our day. You know how, Brother Yusuf, when we uh, teach our workshop, we always talk about those three psychologies that are going on at the same place at the same time. The psychology of the victim, the psychology of the first responder, and the psychology of the emergency manager. And sometimes two or more of those same mindsets are going on in the same individual at the same time. Three totally diametrically different mindsets. Mm -hmm. And we have to be be cognizant of that. You know, when we are looking at the news nowadays – and we see all of these disasters that are hitting one after another, one after another. Do you ever stop to think about the people who are being impacted by these tornadoes, by these snowstorms, the blizzards, the snow in Northern California, the tornadoes in the south, uh, the tsunamis, the earthquakes, the volcanoes? Do you ever stop to think about the individuals who are impacted by that? Another song from the church, Brother Yusuf. (laughs) (laughs) Quiet, give me an A selection. Did you stop (laughs) to pray this morning? (laughs) And did you kneel one moment to say, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for what? Mm-hmm. I thank you for whatever it is that I have. I thank you for whatever it is you have blessed me with. I thank you for whatever it is that you've allowed someone to come into my life to cause me to smile. I thank you for whatever it is that allows me to go back into the vault of my own mind, and when I think about the situation, it brings a smile, to, it brings joy to my face, whether it's our children, our grandchildren, our siblings, um, you know, other of our relatives that we have known or encountered. Whatever it is, did you stop to think about it and to just say, Thank you. See, we got to have that attitude of gratitude, Brother Yusuf, because the attitude of gratitude will help us to make it through some particularly 
um, troublesome time. That's right. It's an attitude of gratitude that can help us to get through that day when it seems like nothing is going our way. You you woke up late because the alarm clock, you didn't hear the alarm clock going off. And then when you, uh, you know how, you notice how, how it just works that way, Brother Yusuf, once your day starts out, <laughs> as they say, on the wrong foot, or as they mm-hmm. say, you got up on the wrong side of the bed, you mm-hmm. know, once, once that happens, it seems like it's a never-ending spiral going down, and it's just one mishap after the next. And that is one way to view it. That's the easy, natural way to view things, to take what's at face value and expound off of that. But what if you look deeper into it and looked through the turmoil to see the sunshine after the storm. What if you had the ability to do that? How different would that be? Not just your day, but your life. How much positive energy could you and would you generate not just for yourself, but create a force field around you that everybody that you interacted with could feel that positive energy from going about your day. If you had the ability to not be weighed down by the circumstances of life and the circumstances of the moment, but if you could pierce through that darkness to see the light on the other side of the tunnel. How much different would your life be? You know, they talk about the glass of water, and you see in the glass how some people see it as half empty. They call them pessimistic. Some people may Mm -hmm. see it half full. They call them optimistic. And then Mm -hmm. the realistic person that is a half a glass of water. If you're thirsty, drink it. If you're not, leave it alone. Well, depending on how you view that glass of water, the uh, uh, scientists say it says a lot about you as an individual and about what type of person you are. I'm not going here nor there with that, Brother Yusuf. What I'm saying is, if you stop and talk about things, and how we're taught, Brother Yusuf, to think five times before you speak, and he said, you, we might be right. Mm-hmm. So if we could harness the ability to not be so reactionary and not just so quick to respond to situations when they happen, but if we had the ability to process 
the information. And as with any good chess player, not so much a checker player, that responds based off the um, opportunity of the moment and the initial action that's done by the other player, but the chess player who is thinking four and five moves down the line in the game, who is strategizing in order to get himself into a better uh, place to be victorious in this um, uh, in the little battle that he's going through with his opponent. If we could think about the positive side, because there is posit- there is a positive thing in in any interaction. There's something positive that you can get from it if you dug deep enough into the situation. And if, sometimes, you know, sometimes people just want to be angry. People just want to be upset. People just want to be a a, a Debbie Downer, you mm. know. You just have some people in life that are just like that. They don't ever have anything good to say. Oh, it's a fine day. It's a great day this morning. Oh, it's too cold. Oh, it, 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 you know, what a beautiful day it is outside. The sun is too bright. <laughs> you, you know, you ever ran into people like that, Brother Houston? Yeah, a few. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, to, to those people, all we can say is, Lord, have mercy. That's yeah, all right. you can say. And just get as far away from them as you possibly can. Because they're not going to do you any good during the course of your day. They're not. Misery loves company? What? You mean to tell me misery loves company? <laughs> misery loves a whole lot of company. And those people just have, you know, it, it reminds me of those two forces that are always present. You know, the centrifugal force. Or the centrifugal force. One pulls you pulls stuff into it, other repels stuff away from it. Well, which energy do you carry with you throughout the day? See, the true sign of a child of God or one that strives to be God-like, one striving to be a God on this side is that you have the ability to change the environment of any atmosphere that you go into. Just think about it. You walk into a room and when you walk in there within eight minutes and 20 seconds of you being in there, what type of effect have you had on the people? All you have to do is look into their faces. And they will tell. Right. Because we're talking, it takes 500 seconds for a thought to make a complete revolution 
throughout your body, from your heel to your brain and back again. Well, that's eight minutes and 20 seconds. If you don't believe it, try it. Become a scientist and experiment. Say something to somebody and experiment with it on both sides, positive and negative. Go to the bedside of a sick person and say the right word, put the right word into their ear, which will generate the right thought. And within eight minutes and 20 seconds, you will see in their countenance a change. That's right. Well, well, by the same token, if you put the wrong thought in, you will see a change too. But we're not dealing with that side of the coin today. We're going to stay on the other side of the coin. We want to stay on the positive side. We want to stay on the good side. We want to stay on the lighter side because just in general, you can always find things to complain about. It doesn't take brain power at all to complain. But it takes a heck of a lot of brain power and to find something positive to say on the other side. And when you are able to master that, you realize that you have done yourself a world of good because you have created within yourself peace and contentment. But that only comes if you are a person who is generally grateful for your circumstance and your situation. We always have bills. Bills are going to be here. I don't care how much money you make, you're still going to have bills. You're never going to be bill-free. Bills are just a part of life. As my son say, life be life. So those bills are coming. But what energy you give to that is what it's all about. They, you know, it said it's not about what happens to you. It's how you respond to it. It's not about what's said to you. How did you respond to it? How did you take it? So it's just about training ourselves how to think properly, how to, uh, 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 um, uh, what's the term that I'm using, how to critically think in situations. And that brings me to this point. With all of these disasters that are going on, all of these MCIs, Brother Yusuf, mass casualty incidents, Mm -hmm. our first responding community is being tried day in and day out because Mm -hmm. what the average person doesn't realize is when you walk into a situation and it's a bunch of going on, that's where your training kicks in now. Mm -hmm. Are you capable of switching gears in your mind in order to not get tunnel vision and deal with exactly what you're seeing, but to be 
to have clarity of thought enough to focus on the big picture and prevent the tragedy that you're seeing from exploding and becoming ten times worse than it is by the fallout that usually comes from it. A lot of times with an accident, all right, there's, it's just that. There's an accident or an incident, and whatever happens, happens. But now what happens because of that? So you walk into a situation. Let's take you walk into a room, Brother Yusuf, and the room is mm-hmm. filled with gas. And you don't realize it at first because whatever is on your mind is not allowing you to focus and to do a 10-second scene survey before you get into the room. So you go into it, and you stay there for any amount of time, and then when you when you come out of it, you go into another room that's crowded with people, and you just ill-affected every one of them because you just off-gassed and took whatever was in that first room into that second room because you didn't have the clarity of mind. You didn't have the ability to uh, uh, um, understand the situation that you had put yourself into, and then you just ill-affected everybody else around you. And without there being someone else there to stop you from doing it, Now, that one single incident just multiplies into 10, 20, or 30 more. Mm -hmm. That's just a premise and um, an example, if you will, of a mass casualty incident or what, again, first responders have to deal with every time they respond to a situation. And that's why you have to have that emergency manager nearby in order to manage the entire situation because their psychology is management of resources, whereas in the Mm -hmm. first responder's psychology is I have to get to that injured person. And so, again, it's those Three psychologies, the psychology of the victim, the psychology of the, first, the responder, and the psychology of the manager, all operating in the same space at the same time. But one has to trump the others in order for the overall good to come out of it. And this is just a part of the training that first responders go through and why it's so important, not just for first responders, but for John and Jane Q. Public to go That's through right. it also. Mm-hmm. How much different would a disaster site be if the majority of the residents of that community were in the mindset of a first responder. Mm-hmm. 
rather than in the mindset of a victim. If they were in the mindset of emergency managers rather than just being in the mindset of first responders. This is why it's so important that we train, that we teach, and that we prepare for the inevitable because nowadays, you, you know, you used to be able to say, well, I'm going to live here because in this region, I won't have to worry. About, I won't ever have to worry about a snowstorm or I won't ever have to worry about uh, uh, it being cold or I won't ever have to worry about, you know, it being hot if I lived over here. But nowadays you can't say that because the weather has done such a, a, a 180 or better or better that, you know, you can't predict what the weather is going to be. You know, my wife and I, we always joke about it, um, but I think I did pick the wrong field to get into. I should have been a meteorologist (laughs) because where else, where else, and this is no disrespect to any meteorologist that's listening, this is a joke. But, you know, in every joke, there's a little truth. So just, uh, just, just deal with it. When you go to school, you get a 50 on the test. What happens? They say you failed. Am I right, Brother Yusuf? You're right, sir. So if you're you're only half right, then you're half wrong. Am I right? Yes, sir. The meteorologists are the only people that I know that can be half wrong about a situation, the weather, and still keep their job. You turn the news on tomorrow, that same one going to be on there talking about what they're talking about. In any other job, if you half right half the time, you're going to be unemployed. All right, I'm going to leave it at that, Brother Houston. I can't, I'll give it back no, to you. Right. No, you want it, brother. <laughs> I mean, and they, they get paid lovely, right, the meteorologists, right? And uh, my wife and I yes, always sir. talk about the one that's here locally. I said he is the king of double speak. He don't really say nothing. <laughs> he says this. He says that. He says that. He says this. I'll be back in eight minutes to give you the rest of the weather for the week. I'm like, he didn't say anything. He was good at it. <laughs> and he got paid. So, brothers and sisters, we're in the Hello. second hour of this week's um, uh, edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Again, we encourage you to call in and ask any questions, comments, or offer any criticism that you may have of what you've heard thus far. And um, uh, I was getting a call that kind of interrupted my train of thought. However, um, call in, brothers and sisters, at uh, 563 nine 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 three zero eight nine and we can further the conversation we talked about in the first hour in terms of the psychology of the victim the first responder and the emergency manager everything from set to the emergency pair you the mindset 
through an emergency and hopefully prepare you for your mindset after you get through. Speaking to the victim, of course, the simple answer is to be saved, to be brought back to an environment with necessary care, care of them ones. I've painted a beautiful picture of Bonda going through. Different dynamics to that. He left us with the terms of what a an emergency manager has to consider. And see, so some of these things that we're talking about, some of the things we're talking about, and of course, when Brother Rudolph talks about our mindset to an emergency happening, the beauty of speaking a good word to somebody, up by an alarm clock, really, the alarm clock may go off, but who's really waking you up in perspective? You know, of course, I can't I can't help. You know, it's just lyrics that pop off of Brother Rudolph and I. So when he said, you speak a good word to a person, this actually happened two days ago as I was out in the community doing my community outreach. And a woman who seemed to be down on her way of life at the time, you might, in fact, she told me she was homeless. She told me she had stage four cancer and was going to die. And so I responded to her. I said, man, I hope condition mindset where, no, we're all going to die, man, but think positive, going to live. Could right. see face her whole countenance changed because I gave her well my attempt was to give her a good word. Yes, sir. What you're going through, life is worth living, and I could see Tina that it had changed. And so what's the lyric came to my mind, Brother uh, Rudolph, back in the eighties, I believe, R and B song, and the sister said, "No, no, no, no." Levert, please with him. All over your face. <laughs> you all have say to say a word. word. <laughs> I could tune into her countenance that the word I had shared with her, her way of living, uh, of her way of thinking, you know, immediately you could see it. Right. Oftentimes when I greet people, not knowing their orientation spiritually, I'll just say, Peace and blessings. Yes, sir. What happens after that? Came out of my mouth. Blessings. So I, I offered that, and and Brother Rudolph has a way of making it sound encouraging. My mind, Brother Rudolph, when you were saying just you know. Positive, have a good day. Forget about that cliche, you know, you got up on the wrong side of the bed today. What comes to my mind with my 
Center. Thank you. <laughs> I'm looking at <laughs> Stephanie Wells and Diana Ross down the yellow brick road. Can't you feel a brand new day? <laughs> brand new day. <laughs> See, so see we're telling our age, Brother Yusuf. We're telling our age, Brother Yusuf, because half the look, look, half of that next generation, they don't know what the heck we talking about because they ain't never saw the weed. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we got to make sure they get that, right? Because life right. is life, and they got to know that right. that's what's right. up. You know what I mean? The weird there's a lot of hey, science Yusuf, in that. Hey, Brother Yusuf, for that generation, we're talking about the Wizard of Oz in in living color. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. In living color. That's right. Praise be to Allah. But we being serious, we being funny. But as brother said, you know, you could tell a joke, but it's a lot of truth interwoven in jokes that you hear. That's what makes comedians oh, yes, so uh, uh, talented, you know, those who are able to do that. But we're also talking about when you hear an alarm of a or an alarm of a fire engine, it's a state of emergency somewhere. State of emergency, never seen such urgency. I don't know if that was Third World or Steel Pulse. It was one of them. Reggae, reggae band. Talk about disaster response. The last of the essence. When you're talking about ES, EMS response, time is of the essence. When you talk about mass casualty incidents, it's time of the essence. Sometimes it might be of the essence in reverse. Yes, sir. To a building as Brother Rudolph painted so cause more damage than what you intended to go in there and to make uh the 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 environment safe. So in terms of the psychology of the Management and resources. There are six basic components that emergency manager, chief of EMS, chief of a fire department considers in order to bring safety or mitigate a situation. And you, 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 you might be saying to yourself, "Well, brother Yusuf, I'm not, I'm not a fire chief. I'm not an administrator in rescue services. Why do I need to know that?" Well, I'm offering it to you not only to put you in tune with the tangibles of what an emergency manager is trained to do and thinks, but you can also use these components for your life. You can also use these for your disaster preparedness uh, uh, modality, if you will. You can do it if you belong to an organization. Every organization, the first component, not necessarily in this order, but in the sense that I'm sharing it, is planning. Planning, critical importance. Proper prior planning for performance. Right. Fail or plan, then you plan to fail. Just cliche. This is actual fact, mathematics. Yes, sir. So consider planning, and you get up from your bed. 
with prayer? Do you begin with positive thoughts? Do you begin with meditation? For the Muslims, they know in Surah 17, Ayat 78, it says, in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, keep up prayer from the declining of the sun till the darkness of the night and the recital of the Quran at dawn. Surely the recital of the Quran at dawn is witnessed. So whether you're Muslim or Christian or Hebrew or other than that, planning. Think about called visualization in advance how productive a day you're going to have, how cultivating a day you're going to have, planning. Number two, operation. Bed to sleep on then, to the gratitude. Don't have a bed to sleep on. If you have a bathroom to go to to clean up and other health and hygiene particulars, do the gratitude because some people don't. Operation, what you got to do to get to the next step. Your home, if you have a roof over your head, on your own, you to get it. Trust and believe. Personally, but we know that's actual fact. That's right. Planning. And then we talk about operations, what to do. Number two, car, in your car, your fluids, wipers work, play it properly. Awareness for community preparedness. One, plan. Two, operations. Three, logistics. Where are you now? Going take for you to get point A to point B. That's route. Planning number two, operations. Number three, logistics. Number four, resources. Resources, and you got financial resources. Well, that's based on what you're responsible for. So you're single. Significant other sources you need financial and human. Number one, this is the emergency manager thought now, his training, her training. They planning. Number two, operations. Number three, logistics or resources. Financial. Number five, Communication. Lord, 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 Lord knows. With today's technology, if you have what they call a smartphone, it really means you're communicating effectively. It really doesn't. Because right. there's so much on that phone that can distract you. Because accidents that Brother Rudolph and I respond to is somebody texting on their phone while they're driving. Um, or watching a video. Themselves communicating. I want to be a meteorologist, you and your wife. I think I need to be a chiropractor because so many people got their heads slighted and their spines twisted in their phone. 
after a while, the chiropractor is going to get paid. Right. Yes, sir. People are looking down, not paying attention, call themselves. Communicate worse now. Before these cell phones were uh, established, but I mean, we're not playing down now. The technology, all praise is due to a law for the black man right. and the black woman who invented it. That's right. The, uh, and it was, and it was, yes. Yeah. In a minute, I'm gonna, we're going to do the research before we close out. But um, dealing with these six basic components of emergency management, planning two, three, logistics, four, answer five, I just say communication, and six, coordination. So if you're a quarterback on the football team, you got to know everybody's position, what they're going to do when. You got to know what you're going to do when you call a, 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 a an audible, if you will, play up. God, you call a play, you got to know what to do, when, how to do. See, that's called awareness. The emergency manager also has to know that. When right. to do, where to do, how to do. Seven I, whatever it is in the day, we got to know what to do, when to do, where to do, how to situational awareness. So those are the tangible things, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, that an emergency manager is thinking about as trying to bring the victim to safety, as they're concerned about the personnel, the first responders who are responding. We can all use that. So I wanted to share that because Brother Rudolph, again, so beautifully painted that picture for me. And he know you're going to get a lyric or two. I didn't even know I was going to have <laughs> or say. <laughs> he knows, and, and many of you know, you're going to get a, a scripture or two. All relative to what we're trying to get you to understand in terms of disaster preparedness, the awareness for community preparedness, you have to have what we call a community community Commune in unity, a community relations strategy is like it never ends. It's community involvement, community investment, community partnership. Talked about the centrifugal, Brother Rudolph. That was so beautiful because as a motor pump operator or as an engineer on a fire engine, in order to get the proper gallons per minute and pounds per square inch to the man who's on the nozzle, you have to know the kind of panel, pump panel you're dealing with. And one of them is called centrifugal. So you just touch base with that, bro. I thank you for letting me share that. I'm going to put it back to you. And uh, as we are at 5.21 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we also encourage our listening audience to call in because Brother Rudolph and I are having a, a real good time sharing with you that which we've been given based on not just our training, our educational, but our education, but our experience. So, Brother Rudolph, right. go right ahead, black man. I appreciate you. 
you know, I'm just throwing this out there, family. So, you know, you, you know, you're supposed to have something to write on and something to write with when you come into this class or some way to uh, take notes. So let me just throw this out there. Now, we were talking about uh, 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 um, the cellular phone and the technology and stuff. So, you know, black history is world history. So, you know, you can't have history without the black man and woman in it somewhere. So just remember that. So just, you know, when you get time, just research the name Jesse Russell, J-E-S-S-E-R-U-S-S-E-L-L, Jesse Russell. And, you know, you do your research on our brother. And then, uh, you know, when you come back to the next show, you can let us know what you found. Jesse Russell and the cellular phone. Yeah. So anyway, getting back to this uh, this week's show, yeah. So here's some things that if you're not already doing them, you need to do because of the climate that we are living in now and the order of the day. You should at least be watching the news twice a day. Early in the morning and maybe late at night. And I'm not saying watching it for all the craziness, but I'm saying watching it to understand the weather, the weather patterns, and what is going on or what you are potentially about to be exposed to from a uh, uh, weather-related situation, especially if you plan on taking a trip. You need to check the weather, not just where you are and not just where your final destination is going to be, but you need to check what weather or climatic conditions you're going to have to pass through in order to get to your final destination. And when I say final destination, I don't mean final destination as being six feet under. I mean final destination as far as your trip is concerned, uh, point A to point B. I just wanted to clear that up, Brother Yusuf. Because yeah, no, we know the final really... destination. Yeah, the final destination. It doesn't matter what the weather is going to be. You won't feel it. <laughs> ashes to ashes, <laughs> dust to dust, from labor to reward. While we're on this side of the earth, being put on record. But I'm not a poet. That's that's brother Rudolph. <laughs> there you uh, go. There we go. See, that's what we talk yes, about, brother family. Rudolph. Look at that. Perfect. Look at that. Yeah, you know I mean, go ahead, brother. <laughs> also, family, look up uh, Henry T. Sampson when you talk about the cell phone. Yes, sir. Both Jesse Henry Sampson. Russell. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna see some other folk. They're gonna try to give credit to, but what else is new? You know. Oh I, man. I guess this the is first, new from the, the crust first of two the that earth. Come up. Right. The first two that come up, you know, their, their face always got to be uh, uh, up on there. Just remember, though, family, just remember, in our sojourn here in this, 
eat on the shores of this country. Who did the work? That's all you have to remember. And it's not a conspiracy theory. Who did the work? (laughs) Not a conspiracy theory. We know who got the credit for it. We know who always got the credit, but always know the one that got the credit wasn't doing the work. The one that did the work just didn't have the wherewithal to publicize himself or herself in order to get their just due and their credit. So just understand that. That's all. Okay? Hey, look, you remember that that, that, (laughs) uh, movie that came out a few years ago? And I'm going to let you get back to it. But since we on that, what was that called, that movie, um, about the sisters who did the mathematics for the – Hidden figures. Hidden figures. So shout out to all the black women who made their contribution since we on this technology engineer inventing tip right now, this public service announcement. Check out Sister Shirley and uh, technology was responsible for the touch phone phone. Look her up. Right. And Jackson. I think it was uh, – Rudolph's the rapper amongst the both of us, but every now and then something will come up in my head. I think it was uh, <laughs> Run DMC, Curtis Blow, my age again, old school hip-hop. They would say, from the crust of the earth, his own hands, God created the black woman and man. But that was just the beginning of famous first. For as long as the black family has walked the face of the earth, Possess ingenuity while making our mark in history, and that's black history, G. The story of my people means a lot to me. Where you came from shouldn't be a mystery, so listen up while Brother Rudolph schools you on black history. You're listening to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness as we go into our last half hour of this week's program. Thank you for listening and tuning in, but, of course, we would love to hear from you. But until then, Brother Rudolph, the floor is yours, soldier. You know, and, and, and it's so appropriate that he just gave you that. And since we're there, let's just stay right there. And I don't care if you're old or young, old heads, young heads, old school, new school, doesn't matter. While we're talking about this, give props to Sister Sylvia Robinson. Mm, Sylvia that's Robinson, right. yes. A, a lot of people may not know that name if you uh, like groups like the Sugar Hill Gang. That's right. Uh, you know, Miss Robinson was instrumental. All right. Right. She's a Harlem native, of course, New York, New York, big city of dreams, but everything in New York ain't always what it seems. You might get fooled True. if you come from out of town, but we down by law. We know our way around too much. Too many people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Miss Robinson. Oh, uh, she was she was an American singer, a record producer, and a record label executive. Okay? And she was born in nineteen thirty five. So you do the math and figure out, you know, how old Sylvia Robinson was 
when she sprung onto the scene and started things she was doing but never really gets the credit for what she, uh, I'm not going to say what she started. I'm going to say what she definitely put her hand to and perfected it because rap has been around ever since we've been around. Right. Hell, uh, you know, when 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 Masa used to give us our time off after we finished working from can't see morning to can't see night, we never went straight to bed. We would find a spot somewhere on that plantation where only we could gather. Right. And we would sit around. We may sing songs, tell some stories. Uh, the older ones would tell the it would repeat the stories to the youth. It, the griot, the griot, you know, mm-hmm. the art of storytelling, which which concealed our history. But we would also get together and share some light times and share music. And because for a long time the drum was outlawed. Mm-mm. for blacks to have. Then you had what's affectionately known as the ham bone, where ah. we would use every part of our body to create a sound. And in that rhythmic sound, then somebody would start chanting something. Right. So whether it was slapping your hand against your thigh and your chest or hitting your throat or your mouth with a sound coming out, making a beatbox, whatever it was. That's right. That's what we did. But Miss Sylvia Robinson is considered the mother of hip-hop. You can take that or let it alone. And those that really know the history of the hip-hop culture and rap music there's no argument there it's only those Johnny come lately that want to argue about it because they don't really know but we're going to leave that alone that's that, that that's that's a story for another time brother Yusuf that's a uh, yeah. that's a whole show for another time yeah but you know I'm born to connect the dots so whether it's rap or whether it's response time Sylvia, all these inventors of the technology, they had to have those same components of an emergency manager. They had to plan. They had to know operations. They had to know logistics. They had to know resources. They had to know communication. They had to know coordination. So there's a connection there. I mean, when you talk about hand bone, hand bone, where you been, round the corner and back again, well, you took me back. There you go. There like you go. Like in the Cadillac. But anyway, <laughs> we're just going to connect the dots. It's all relative. See? Brought a smile to my face. It made Brother Rudolph laugh. See, when you, when you laugh, when you smile, it don't take that many muscles in your face to use that smile, that laugh. But when you Eleven. frown, Eleven. you tearing yourself you take up. Take 22 to frown. Take 22 muscles to frown. Right I knew we was going to bring it right back. That's real. 
You talking to Mr. Rudolph T. Muhammad, 30 years and then some, almost 40 now. EMS, Emergency <laughs> Medical Services Experience. He knows those muscles. <laughs> and let me, um, since we was in that PSA, I'm going to bring it back to disaster preparedness. Yeah, the thing about communication and coordination, we might get our information from a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And it's all relative because as we're speaking to you, we're speaking to ourselves. So as we oftentimes uh, give you some information from the Federal Emergency Management uh, Administration, otherwise known as FEMA, they come out with an individual and community preparedness newsletter every week. Now, guess what it's saying? Get ready for hurricane season. What? (laughs) We don't know. That, that, that's the meteorologist again. I mean, they're just going off of the empirical data that they've been given in the past, I guess, since they've been recording these things. But it used to be from June 1st to the end of November. That's but correct. This week's bulletin, they have changed the date. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOOA. Excuse me, NOAA. The date is now May 1st. Wow. June 1st, start of the Atlantic hurricane season. The week raises awareness of the hazards posed by hurricanes. I remember the minister saying a couple of Ramadans ago that, you know, the meteorologists have even change the, the terminology of certain uh, weather conditions. I think they call one of them a cyclone bomb. Nothing like right. that before. You know, and, and, and these things they call out in California cyclone. some kind of, yeah, bomb cyclone. <laughs> right. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. Yeah. And, 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 and like uh, just in California last week with the floods and this and that, they called it something we had never really even heard before something stream or some river or something. But anyway, according to the FEMA get ready tips, even if you don't live along the ocean coast, rain, wind, flooding, and tornadoes could still impact you after a hurricane makes landfall. If you do live in a coastal area, you may have to evacuate quickly. Learn your evacuation routes. Practice with your household and pets if you have them and identify where you will stay. Make sure you know storm and find out if you need to evacuate by having several ways to get alerts. There you go, Brother Rudolph, that alarm again, that alarm. There you and of go. course you That's can it. download you can yeah, yeah, yeah. You can download an app uh, excuse me, an app A P P from FEMA and sign up for community alerts. They have what you call an emergency alert system, EAS, and a wireless emergency alert, uh, WEA, which don't require sign up. Of course, they say, as we say every week, have enough supplies for your household and include medication, disinfectant supplies, and pet supplies, in your go bag, not have access to general household supplies for days or even weeks after a hurricane. Of course, That's you right. can go to ready.gov 
forward slash hurricanes uh, for more information. But you know what that reminds me of, Brother Rudolph? See, with a hurricane, me, the meteorologist might be right, it might be wrong, 50-50, right? But at least they're right. telling you what their, their, their four different radar systems are saying, the route it's coming, and we may or may not have time to prepare. Hopefully you'll have time because if you wait till it gets here, it's too late. But what if, oh, without a doubt, in my family, for me and my family two days ago, with this Ramadan, you know, our energy level was very different during Ramadan. We, to to, to, to the, the misunderstanding of those who have never been involved in it, right. energy when you fast than you do when you're not fasting. And so when you're not, that's, that's right. You know, particularly melanin-dominant people. You know, after we eat, you know, they, they used to call it in the hood the itis, right? You get the itis and go to sleep. But anyway, the other day I, I, I um, crashed out about 2 in the morning. Two hours, I was up, boom, 4 in the morning. Right. Thing was out. Electricity was out. Okay, what well, part of the game is this? It was no weather condition. I mean, you know, all right, you know, every week you're telling people what to do. To pre- Are you prepared? Looking outside, the whole neighborhood is blacked out. Back to condition warning. Now what do you do? Prepared for whatever you planned for. Steps you're going to take in terms of your operations. Right. My wife, law at ninety three years young, be concerned about my wife, three year old mother in law. You know, again, station looking ahead. What's what what's what's my my um psychological demeanor? Thinking? Yes, sir. Am I shaking? Oh, my God, what's going on? No lights. No, you have to think. You have to rise above your emotion into proper reasoning. Right. God, and go to your education. So I just wanted to share that personal experience because it don't necessarily have to be a hurricane or a bomb cyclone. That's so right. anyway, back to Cali, California. Back to Cali, Cali. Cali. Brother Rudolph, you need to stop. But I I was just reading this uh, particular uh, FEMA bulletin, and it said, be prepared for wildfires. Weather warms, wildfires are more likely to blaze through both forests. That's why May is National Wildlife Awareness Month. Now is the time to prepare, take these steps to be ready before the first fire sparks. Create a fire-resistant zone that is free of leaves, debris, and flammable materials at least 30 feet from your home. Find an outdoor water source with a hose that can reach of your property. Learn your evacuation routes again. Practice with household members and pets and identify where you will go. Have enough supplies for your household, including a first aid kit, 
in your go bag or car trunk. You can go to femaready.gov and forward slash wildfires, uh, wildfires, pardon me. And then uh, I'll say the last particular bulletin has to do with CERT, Community Emergency Response Teams and Communities. They're uh, targeting the Boy Scouts, as as you know, that motto is be prepared to be uh, right. volunteers to work along with adults. That's the coordination part, emergency management uh, system. And the adults community emergency response team. Shout out to Brother Reginald, Sister Captain, 10,000 Fearless, Austin, Texas, what they've been able to do. So uh, just wanted to share that, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, connect the dots, because you know Brother Rudolph and I could go off into, you know, when when, when we lifted up the, the, the women uh, uh, inventors of the technology, I could have easily said, um, to all the ladies in the house with style and grace, allow me to lyrically, no, that's the wrong audience, see? Wrong audience. <laughs> <laughs> but it's appropriate, though. It's appropriate. No. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that, brother, because I don't ever want to be labeled as a misogynist. And what's he talking about to all the ladies in the place with style and grace allow me to lyrically? Let, no. Wrong audience. We're just trying to lift up the black woman knowing she's the second self of God. And shout out to all women. You understand, but we got to give it. Who is the original man and woman? You know, that's how that works. All right, so that's where we are with that. As we are entering into the last fifteen minutes of uh, this week's program, I don't know about you, but I pray that something we shared with you, you can use as you move forward. You know, you're always given like a little homework assignment. Brother Rudolph told you and the rules of engagement at the beginning of the program, you should have an opportunity to take notes, whether it's a pen, a pad, an iPhone, an iPad, and then, you know, you begin to prepare because, again, if not you, then who? If not now, then when? And if you wait right. for some meteorologist who's only 50% right to inform you to get prepared, that that question we always ask, Brother Rudolph, when did build the ark? Before the flood. Before the flood, fam. The air went to the first couple of raindrops started coming down and then said, oh, you know, I think I better build me an ark. Too late. But it's on you, Brother Rudolph, as we, you know, are in the last 15 minutes, brother. Look, Brother Yusuf, it's not on us because we told them when they come to this show, they need a pen and a paper, a stereo, a tape. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, we're all sober. Ladies and gentlemen, we're sober, really. Trust and believe. We are sober. Right. We, didn't, we, we, we haven't even ate or drank nothing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's still a couple of hours before we can eat and drink. 
and this is the energy level we have. This is the spirit that we have. Don't let them tell you all that nonsense about you can't fast. Uh, and, and I know some people have medical conditions. And, oh, that yeah, that's what I meant to speak to. Um, a few weeks ago on the show, we were talking about uh, fasting. And we were talking, talking about it, talking about it. I got a call afterwards, and it was from one of our brothers, firefighters here in Detroit, who said he was trying to get on because he wanted to just bring up a point because he said he agreed with us, but he knows that there's a segment of the population out there who, for medical reasons, they may not be able to fast. So what can they do? Mm-hmm. And I thank brother for that uh, that question. Mm-hmm. Because that question is so appropriate because it's true, okay? So what can you do if you cannot fast the traditional way? Notice I interjected that adjective, traditional. Yes. If you can't fast the traditional way, you can still fast. Don't let nobody tell you that you cannot fast. Fasting is a cure for all of our ills. You may have to get very um, ingenious on the time you're going to eat, what you're going to eat, and how you're going to do it, but there's always time to abstain from putting food and drink in your mouth so that you can give your digestive system a rest. Because if you notice, if you notice, family, there are a lot of transplants that they can do. They can do hearts. They can do lungs. They can do brains. They can do livers. They can do kidneys. I've never heard of a stomach transplant. Have you, Brother Yusuf? No, sir. Yeah, you know, once your stomach goes, that's it. Sayonara. You out of here. So you got to learn to give your digestive system a rest. You can't keep working that thing from the time you're born to the time you die and having it run almost 24 hours a day, every day, and thinking that that can be good for you and I. No, it's not. So I just wanted to throw that out there. If you truly have the right health care provider, I'm talking about your your individual doctor, okay, then talk to him. Ask him about this thing called fasting. And how you can do it in conjunction with your medication that you are taking and in conjunction with your current medical condition. Because, again, it can be done. If the first thing that comes out of their mouth is them tell you, no, no, it can't be done, you better start searching for a new health care provider. 
But I, I believe that mm-hmm. right there. Views of the uh, disaster awareness for community preparedness are those of Brother Rudolph Muhammad and Brother Rudolph Muhammad alone. They are not to be attributed to disaster awareness for community preparedness, nor the black hole radio staff. There we go. There we go. I gave my uh, I, I gave my disclaimer, Brother Yusuf. No, brother, you're right. And uh, for those who, you know, again, are in tune spiritually, allow me to just share this, what's written in the Holy Quran. Uh, it talks about in Surah 2, chapter, ayat or verse 183, O you who believe, fasting is prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you so that you may guard against evil. But listen, it says, for a certain number of days, but whoever among you is sick or on a journey shall fast a like number of other days. And those who find it extremely hard may affect redemption by feeding a poor man. So whoever does good spontaneously, it is better for him and that you fast for you, if you know, this month of Ramadan, that in which the Quran was revealed, the guidance to men and clear proofs of the guidance of the criterion. So whoever of you is present in the month, he shall fast therein, or whoever is sick on a journey, he shall fast a like number of days. Allah desires ease for you. And he desires not hardship for you, and he desires that you should complete the number and that you should exalt the greatness of Allah God for having guided you and that you may give thanks. And so, again, we say and recommend go to your health care provider if you have one, but better term a substitute for you fasting the least of these. Feed a homeless person. There's so many other things you right. can do. Just do good. Just do good. That's, that's uh, as we talked about those who classify themselves as Christians, they say today is good and about Sunday, the importance of resurrection. Good resurrected and just remember and never forget to whom much is given much is required and and that's why we come to you every week to give back that which for as the firefighters say Dr. Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute all that I am I owe in the red all that I am in the red, all that I am. All. In the red. You know, when we think about the ancestors like Dr. Carl Holmes and our dear brother James Rocky Robinson and so many others, so many others, so many, we know all that we are, we owe. And we're just trying to do our part here on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness to pay it forward. But somebody died, right. somebody cried, somebody lived so that we could live. 
And uh, so shout out, shout out to all of our listeners. Pray for our uh, first-time listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We pray for all of our other listeners who come on consistently and constantly every Friday. Uh, Shout out to all and just share with what we're trying to do every Friday here on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. And, you know, we don't even know what our listening audience in terms of numbers are. But as long as you're listening, turn, I think it says, a tree is known by the fruit that it bears. That's what it says. It works. I think Jesus said that, right? And so turn what you heard today heard on these programs in the past into practical application, daily implementation, for as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has given us those profound study guides. He said it's self-improvement. That's the basis for community development, and it starts with self-examination, self-analysis, and self-correction. And so the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, and Prophet Muhammad was known as saying that mere belief accounts for nothing. Brother Rudolph? Yes, sir. Thank you, Brother Yusuf. All we're trying to do, family, is we're trying to give back because we stand on the shoulders of those pioneers that came before us that sacrificed much in order that we may have this opportunity to, one, gain knowledge that we've gained over the years between Brother Yusuf and myself. Hey, you, you know, you, you come closely on 100 years here uh, of first responder knowledge, whether it be from the fire service or from the EMS side, but it's definitely in fire and life safety. And so what we're doing is trying to give back because the life you save may be your own. Well, you, my brother and my sister, you are bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. I have a vested interest in seeing you survive. Why did Jesus forsake the 99 to go after the one that was lost? Who would give up 99 of something to go after one? If you had 99 marbles and you lost one, are you really worried about the one you lost? You got 99 more. But Jesus understood the value of the one. And because we're not the authors of our existence and we don't know what gifts and talents were deposited in each one of us, we don't know that one that may be responsible for all of our salvation, that one that may be responsible for saving our lives at any given point uh, or time in this journey on this side of the Jordan, as they say. So everybody, everybody, that you look at is a potential God. How, how, how can I say that? You talking about the crackhead? You talking Pookie is a potential God? Yes, Pookie's a potential God. Yes, Ned is a potential God. 
Yes, they are. Why? They're potential because there's something lying dormant in them that has not kicked into activation yet. And again, you wasn't there when they were conceived, but God was. You wasn't there when they were in the womb of their mother, but the God was. You wasn't there when their mother and father got together, regardless of what happened with them afterwards. It may have been a surprise and an accident to the mother and father what went on, but it was no accident to the God. He brought those two together to create the life that was created for a reason. We just have to wait on the time to ger- in order for it to germinate properly and pray that they live to their maturity and then we will all see what the God had in store for all of us. So again, you know, I, I, I just say what we thank everybody for tuning in this week. We know this was a different type of show this week, but it's a different type of energy this week. We're different people than we were last week. This is a different type of universe and world that we're in right now. So we're just going with the time. You know, we're going with the flow. And we're just adjusting to the environment because we need you to survive. A part of survival is making that adjustment when you need to make that adjustment. Uh, uh, Our brother Michael Jackson, uh, um, you know, one of the lines in the song, at the end of the song was, make that change. If you don't make that change, then you will be like all the prehistoric things, extinct. The palm tree survives because it goes with the wind as the wind blows. It doesn't stand rigid like the redwood tree. It allows itself to bend and to be flexible so that it can withstand the, the test of time. Well, we as individuals have to do the same thing, so... You know, I'm just throwing that out there. Brother Yusuf, I thank you. I thank your beautiful wife, my sister, and your family for allowing you this time every week to do this show with me uh, because there are other things that they could have or want you for for themselves that you could be and things that you could be doing yourself. We thank our engineers, Brother Forrest, big folks. Brother Forrest, and, of course, his lovely wife, my sister, Sister Yvette, and their children who engineered the show also when they're home from school. Big shout-out to my niece that's on that rugby team. Yes, yes, she doing it, doing it, doing it, and doing it well. Yes, yeah, let me stop. (laughs) Let me stop. I'm going to stop right here, Brother Yusuf. I'm going to stop right here. All right, but thank everyone, and we pray that you got something out of this show this week. If you have ideas for the show, get them into us so that we can get the subject matter experts together and we can um, bring it back here full front every Friday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Black Hole Radio Network. This is 
Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness with your co-host, Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad and Brother Yusuf B. Muhammad, who is affectionately known, that's my brother, the pastor of disaster. Brother Yusuf? Oh, on and on, on and on, our cipher keeps flowing like a rolling stone. Now, if we were made in his image, well, then call us by our name. Most intellects do not believe in God, yet they fear us just the same. Well, look, I'm out of here, family. Thank you. And even with these words shared by me and we, I guess it's still the way it used to be. The strength of a nation is his family, and real freedom is responsibility, the ability to respond legitimately by any means necessary. Thank you, family. Lord willing, inshallah, we'll be back with you next week. May Allah continue to bless you. Peace be unto you. As-salamu alaykum in Ramadan Mubarak.
Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.